I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Hi, folks. Have a good day today, and let me be the first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we begin, I must know that I am not Dr. Psychiatrist. If your son dies to be diagnosed with autism, please see a physician. I only speak based on my experiences. I also don't own the right to this music. Both musics are found on www.danielbryanbookie.com and mediafreefire.com. Now, we also have some paid for the following. Hi, we're for Bring Change to Mind, and we've been working really hard to erase the stigma around mental health in our school and community. We just want to teach each other that mental health is a positive topic that should be talked about. It's just as important, if not more, than your physical health. Being in high school is tough, but you're never alone. It's time for meeting new friends, participating in fun activities, and learning new things. So be on the lookout for announcements on our club fair. Be ready to learn about all the fun activities you can do at Eastern Green. We're sure there's just the perfect place for you, so if there are any questions about our club or any of our activities, contact us at bringchangetomind.egs at gmail.com or message us on our Instagram at easterngreen.bc2n. All right, folks, and we're back. And yes, please check out their club. It is an excellent club to be a part of. Now, I also have some other stuff paid for the following. I'm going to give a shout-out to Pina and Little Blue's Tattoos. Hey, my man Pina is one of the biggest supporters, and he's the creator and owner of Little Blue's Tattoos in Bloomington, Indiana. You want to get inked? Go see him on the west side of Bloomington of Indiana today. And I give him to Rob Bowman. I like to also give a shout out to my man Rob at the Living Room Center Carpet Seals in Bedford, Indiana. Rob made a generous donation to my podcast and business, and we want to give him some event advertisement as well. See them today for all your carpet and flooring needs for anything you need in your house. And the other one that's paid for the following is Farm Bureau. I also want to give a big thank you to my man Brand Bear at Farm Bureau and also in Bedford, Indiana. He also gave a very generous donation to help me build my podcast and the business. Visit him there today for all your insurance needs. Please check out Cast for Kids as well. Bray and his wife run the, this fishing charity and have helped many kids over the following years. The next one is to Wagon Wheel. Welcome to our new sponsor, Wagon Wheel, in the podcast from Bloomington, Indiana. They are your local shop, steakhouse, and caterer. They have the largest variety of made in-house products that you will find in southern Indiana. Along with their house, made deli side, dishes, salads, and lunch meats, they make eight different flavors of marinade. So guess what? They also have DoorDash now, which is what I could use in my life as well. But I also have given a Soul Juice. Owner Jordan Honeycutt at Soul Juice in Bloomington, Indiana is amazing. He donated to my silent auction and is going to advertise me through his social media accounts. Want to get healthily and nutritiously? Go to Soul Juice today. And the next would be to Steve Miller and Angel Shear. These two have been behind me 100%. Tech out St- Stephen Miller Tax Service today in Bloomington, Indiana. I know tax season is over, but they are late fillings too. This tax service will take care of you, so call them today and get the help you need for your taxes. And our newest one that's paid for our following is to our new friend, Sam Hutchison's. Mr. Hutchison's runs the Hope for Xavier Foundation and the podcast on Acre, Xavier's Journey. What an inspiring man and father. Like my mom and, he, and his son, he is his number one fan and a true advocate in his quarter. Please check out the work for this family if you want to be inspired. And the final one will be to Kevin Lowe, a very successful podcaster that I had the privilege of meeting recently. Prepare to see the world through the eyes of the blind. The Low Down with Kevin Lowe. Takes you on a journey to see the world from a different view. It lets you look at a life from a different angle and gives you a chance to get to know people in a different way. For the first 17 years of his life, Kevin could see, but as of now, Ken has lived another 17 years with no sight at all. But as you will soon discover through the entertaining stories, engaging conversations, and inspiring moments, perhaps Kevin now sees more of this life than the perfect sight could have ever allowed him. Listen to the inspiring podcast, which I will put below by visiting www.lowdownwithkevinlow.com. Now, there are also people I'd like to thank. I'd like to thank a big shout out to Gutterfire. What a great interview I had in my last episode, which is 139. 
Meet Gutterfire for more information. Go check out that amazing interview I had because they are an amazing band from Brisbane, Australia. And what great guys. Please check them out, folks. And I gave one to Kenneth Jones from the Things Money Can't Buy podcast. I had so much fun talking to him and cannot wait to learn more about things money cannot buy. And I gave one to Jace from How to Make Money podcast. Check out his podcast for some great advice on how to make some money or that cha-ching, cha-ching. And I gave one to Rafiat Ahmed from the Follow Your First Mind podcast. What an inspirational young woman as she tries to advocate for those who don't know how to go with their gut, but she does and it goes well for her. And some good news is Saturday, I will be touring the grounds at the PAL site in Bloomington, Indiana. I am very excited to do a very cool collaboration project with them and that we have planned on. So stay tuned to learn more about that. And I gave one to Jamie Bellman. Well, folks, Miss Bellman helped me second in the state of my business entrepreneurial through the JAG program. Thank you, Miss Bellman. And I applaud you all of your work that you do with JAG. And the fact that I'm graduating is I will definitely miss you. And I got to Linton Elks. I did it, folks. I won a $1,000 scholarship through the Linton, Indiana Elks Club, which was for the most valuable, successful Eastern student of all time. And I give one to J.D. Rose and Cheryl Hamilton. These people are great. J.D. is my mentor through the CEO program in Bloomfield, Indiana. And Cheryl Hamilton is an amazing young lady. I won the business at the CEO trade show. And Miss Hamilton has asked me to accept a one-year membership in the Linton Business Chamber of Commerce. I am very excited about this. And the final one I got to give is to Kristen Walker. Using the money I made from the silent auction in April, I joined the Mental Health Radio Network. I am excited to see how we can help each other and stay tuned for big things as I will be sure to use those privileges to the best of my ability. Now, folks, we'll be right back. We got to hear about a Green County General Hospital. But after that, we'll get started, so stay tuned, folks. Green County General Hospital is proud to support Sam Mitchell and Autism Rocks and Rolls. Green County General Hospital is located in Linton, Indiana. We offer a broad scope of health services at the hospital as well as four medical clinics located throughout Green County. My Linton Clinic, my Worthington Clinic, my Westgate Clinic, and my Bloomfield Clinic. We also offer an orthopedic and sports medicine center with Dr. John Hammerstein, located in Linton, Indiana. Our Women's Health Center is located at the My Linton Clinic with two board-certified OBGYNs, Dr. Douglas Lawson and Dr. Laurel Walton. Check out our website for more information, greencountyhospital.com. Enjoy the podcast, and we appreciate your support in removing the stigma from autism. All right, folks, and we're back. And yes, be sure to check out their hospital, which kind of actually leads me to the topic of the episode today because when you go to the hospital, obviously, you... Or what do you feel? You feel, dun, 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 sick. Because honestly, and this is a topic that's hard because when autistic people are sick or people with a disability are sick, it's hard to move on from due to the fact that it's not really the physical part that bothers us. It's the fact that it psychologically tortures us. And we'll probably talk about this more later on, but it's just so hard for us to move on from a cold or a runny nose or a sinus infection or even the flu or even what's going on today if we get it because of all the stuff that comes with it and the fact that there's no point. I kind of even don't see the point, which I'll get into more as well, but it's just so hard for us not to get it because it is so hard for us just to move on and never even pretend it's not even there. Now, the definition of sick is not well or feeling ill, which means basically you're just not your best. You're, You're not having your A game for the day. And it's hard to not be perfect because we want to be perfect, especially on the spectrum. But when we're sick, it's hard. I mean, there's no such thing as perfect, granted. But we want to do our best, and it's hard to do our best when we're having to deal with a sick symptom that is worthless, honestly, because there's no point of it. And why are we getting sick? Why is it there? You know, instead of being on the A game, we're on the F game, 
But why can't you just always be on the A game the 100 times and not even have to worry about it as Doctors of Science are kind of conquering the world as of now? And I think this is a challenge for us because, first of all, let's be honest, no one wants to get sick. Nobody at all. But mainly it's because we have other challenges in life that are minor and major. Like, you know, I have a challenge with doing laundry half the time. I have a major challenge with conversations, as I said before, in 1115 conversation operation. But I have all these challenges that I would rather prefer when you get sickness or illness, you're just adding on to already full plate because when we try and deal with this, now we have this sickness where we're going, uh, 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 or <laughs> over all the time. And basically there's no point of it when we have to deal with these, these other challenges that we have to overcome or hop over the moon with. And now we have to hop over this big, big hurdle that is no point that you're just adding on to the full plate. You just added a topping to the ice cream sundae. So... Again, why are you adding it? Why are you adding so much? Why are you trying to overload an abundance of more hoops to go through? Now, believe it or not, there's actually a story behind this as well. So this was supposed to be originally an interview episode or a P or with the eight process, which I call perspective interview. However, it did not work out. So I filled in. I got another spot. But unfortunately, that didn't work out because I was catching a cold or a sickness. And I don't feel 100% a little bit. I still, I feel better now than I once did. Believe me, I do. But... I still don't feel the best, so I thought I actually use this opportunity to strike because like an animal or a snake, really, they wait for the perfect opportunity to strike. And for me, I waited for my perfect opportunity to strike with this episode because I still don't feel the best. But however, I think this is a good opportunity to use. So I've been playing this episode for a while, believe it or not, but I had to wait for the right opportunity to, sh to use my superpower laser eye and wait for the right opportunity in the right time. And, and even though time is just an illusion, time was on my side this time. And also when we are sick, we will have anticipatory anxiety. And see 1110, what are the odds for more information on that episode? And when this illness brings us down, someone on autism will question the scenario and what will happen. And it might possibly get in their way of life. Because let's be honest here. For me and for others who are disabled possibly or on the spectrum, they like to keep their mind occupied to keep themselves busy because they have these other social challenges that they don't want to worry about friends. They may not want to worry about other stuff or just life in general. So they may try to get a hobby or pursue something. And unfortunately, though, when we get sick, we will question like, oh, no, shoot. Will this happen? Will I get, am I going to get, am I going to get this? I mean, by all means, I mean, we all question like, what is the worst scenario? What could this be? And that's how we handle is we offer, okay, could this be allergies? Could this be a virus? Could this be the flu? And we go down the symptoms and yes, we will research. Believe me, I've had to do that in my studio before. I've closed the door and done some research on, okay, maybe it's this, maybe it's this, maybe it's this. And just keep questioning and questioning and questioning until I think I know what it is. And believe me, I know my body well enough. That's the best part of cutting and sick is you know your body and you know what it is, I think, once you start feeling worse. But getting away of life, I mean, we want to have a life, you know. We want to do some stuff. We want to go out and have fun. We want to go out to the arcade, but we get sick. What are we doing? We're doing nothing. We're just in our house, bored as crap. So we want to move on with our life and not to worry about this cold or this flu ideal. Instead, go to the arcade, and not because of the fun, but because it's part of life, and that's what others do. And we don't even have to worry about sickness because sickness is, is stupid half the time. Now, when we are sick, and the reason why we all think it's done is because people on Spectrum, to me and myself, have a trouble of seeing the point of it. Because, let me ask you this. 
Why our sicknesses exist? Why does flu exist? Why does sore throats exist? Why does runny nose exist? They're all bad. It's a negative in life. Why are we not trying to, you know, get people sick? Why can't we just do some just to get rid of the snap of our fingers? So, but why? What's the point of being sick? I mean, your body is has some struggles, yes, and sicknesses are in the world like big sicknesses like cancer. But what's the point of being the minor sick? What's the point? I mean, it's just going to make you feel worse. It's not good for you. You feel awful. You feel like crap. You want us to go back to bed. But why? Why can you not just get rid of it and make so we don't have to worry about it and we can have a life of happiness and successfulness as well? Why? And to me, with that, there is no reason why. There is no reason why we should have to deal with sicknesses at all because of all the stuff that we have to do and all the things that keep us busy and all the life, basic life stuff that we have to do. Why feel awful while doing those? Why feel awful while trying to just clean the dishes? Why? And there's no point and there's no good answer why sicknesses exist. In my opinion, there's one which I'll get into later, but to me, the, there's no big picture reason why a sickness is gets us down and why we have to deal with them because there's no point we have doctors and we live in America. And if we live in India, granted, it'd be a little difficult, but why? And when we live in America and we have professional help. And there are also some certain ways we might act when we are ill. Some of those, in my opinion, are cranky. And this one is a big one because I think everyone, where I'm from at least, or... In the North America area, we feel kind of cranky when we're sick. And it's harder when you're on the spectrum because you're just mad all the time. You're like an exploding volcano. You're just like, you know, you're just so mad all the time because you got a cold. And granted, I mean, I know we shouldn't act that way, but it's hard because of all the stuff that we have to deal with. We're just being like tortured basically, but not like, through like nails and stuff, but just mentally tortured of all the stuff that we have to deal with. And it's harder because of all the stuff when we're trying to enjoy stuff and we may have a big life thing that comes up and we can't do it because of this one thing. That's why we're cranky. And for parents, I think the best solution to do if you're cranky or for any family to help yourselves out, just leave yourself alone or leave the child alone because they're mad right now. And it's only going to get worse, but they may... You make you can try, but maybe they just need some space. So if they're cranky, let them be a little mad and try to cope them and just say, I understand 24-7 because you really do, or I hope you do at least. Another way you might feel is tired because when our body's trying to fight off a sickness, you're basically going to get tired. So for me, I think the best idea for that is to let them rest it up because that's what your body needs. And yes, when I am sick, I definitely do get tired, but I'm still a little mad, granted, like cranky, like I said earlier. But yes, I am tired. I just want to go to sleep. My body doesn't feel like it, you know? And I hate that because, you know, why it's so hard for my body? Because my body's tired, but I'm not tired mentally. So for me, it's hard to be tired because I want to do stuff, but yet my body's telling you, no, stay in bed. I'm going to give you 10 times worse symptoms. So yeah, it's hard, but if you got to feel tired, do what your body tells you. That's the only thing that I can tell you because you got to listen to your body or otherwise your body will shut down, period. Another way you might feel is you might feel less social or antisocial because you're focused on trying to fight the cold and you're trying to focus on anything else while feeling it. Let's be honest, you don't have time to socialize. That's for people on a spectrum because they have a tendency to not socialize, period, but they tend to not socialize more when they're sick because they are hyper-focused on the task at hand and they're trying to focus on trying to move on from the sickness. So if they're being a little antisocial, they're mainly just focusing or practicing their future skills with moving on and focusing on 
the task at hand while trying to mask their sickness. And masking a sickness is definitely hard, but they can do it with perseverance and definitely more determination if the task is so important to them that they won't even focus on the sickness. Another way you might feel is hungry. And at first when I heard about this, I thought, huh? Hungry? That's just a bunch of BS. But then the more I thought of it, I thought, wait a minute. That actually makes sense because your body's trying to fight off so hard that it's wasting all its energy and then yet you get hungry. So if they're eating more food or they're a little, or they're not, their belly's growing, I guess is the way to put it. It's just because they're sick and they're trying to fight off. So I say let them eat to an extension, but don't let them like stress eat, I guess is the way to put it. Because then they're, that's just not healthy and they'll probably puke it up. In my opinion, if they are getting more hungry, then they're just trying to fight the cold off, like I said. But if they're also hungry, don't let them eat too much or otherwise they will explode. But if they're stressing, let them do it. Just don't let them do it too much. The final way we might think is sad. But I don't mean sad in the way you think. Maybe a little bit, though. I mean, yes, we're sad because we got a cold and we're trying to fight off sick. We feel awful. But we're not sad because of getting sick. We're sad because of what could happen. You know, this sickness could develop into something. And boom, next thing you know, we got a really bad disease. Or another reason why I might be sad is because we got something coming up. We got something big popping up. Like, for example, I got graduation coming up. I really do, actually. I'm about to graduate, so congratulations to me. So, yay. We'll clap our hands for me. But anyway, that's not the main reason. I'm scared because I feel like I'm going to feel awful. Like, I feel like I'm scared. I'm going to run my, my nose. going to run down like a faucet during graduation. And I have to do a certain task to make the nose stop running. So, it's not really because we're sad of getting sick. I mean, we understand it's kind of a part of life. But we're sad because of what goes on. And yet, we're like, God dang it. Can't do it. Darn it. So that's how we feel. We're not sad because we're sad because of what could happen. So we're not really scared of what is happening. We're scared of what could happen. And that part is the scariest part because we're not future trials. We don't have a time ball. But to me, I think the best way to help that is to predict the future. You know, make the decision. Maybe say, you know what? I'm going to graduation, period, of how I feel. Or say, you know what? I can't handle it. I'm not going. I apologize, but I'm scared right now. So the best way is make the choice and go with it and don't regret it. No regrets, as they say. Now, when I said earlier that it teaches us some, it's something good, it actually does, because even though sickness is bad, I think it actually could teach us something. It could teach us that tomorrow is a privilege and is not a necessity or a guarantee, because if you get sick, the next thing you know, boom, you're down on the floor and you're trying to revive your life, you may not make it. You know, you may feel awful and you just may not know what day it is, or you may have just not have the knowledge that you once had when you're well. So... For me, it teaches us tomorrow is a privilege. So you might be able to live today, but tomorrow, next thing you know, you're on the floor in the hospital. So take the day as a guarantee in life and live your life that day to the best so that you know if by chance you have to go to the hospital and you're sick, know that you're doing something right and you can focus on today and not that cold and just focus on the times you had previously before you are having the time, the worst time of your life now. And something else that I just thought of is maybe talk about the times, you know. Talk about the time that you peed your pants at Walmart by accident. Talk about the time that you dropped a bunch of Kool-Aid and spilled it on yourself. Focus on the good memories. That way it may help you not focus on this one bad thing. Because think about it. How much good days do you have over colds? You got a lot, I think. You probably might have 1,000 over 10. So, but focus on those 1,000 good times and not focus on those 10 times, so that way maybe you don't think like, oh, I'm not going to make it. I mean, it may not be the best idea, but I think it's an idea to attempt at least. I also got to say this, someone on the spectrum, usually, and I got to say mostly because I don't know your child, 
never lies about this. They say do not feel well. They mean it. They're telling you the 100% truth. However, I'm not going to lie. Maybe it's not as bad as they think it is. So, for example, I do have a tendency to do this. When I get a right, I was like, well, crap, I got, th I got the flu, everybody. So, it's not really to do it to get mean, you know. I mean, I really do feel bad. I'm telling you the truth. But, yes, I'm probably done. I don't think it's bad it is. But to me, when I, as they say, jump the gun or jump to conclusions, to me, it's actually a coping necessity. And I don't think my parents know this. So, when I'm like, well, I got the runny nose, got throat, well, got the COVID, or I got the cold, or I got the flu. To me, it's actually jumping conclusions, and it's a necessity, and it's actually a coping mechanism because I can say, well, I feel like this, darn it, I, I feel awful, I don't think it's a virus, I don't think it's because I hate allergies, or when it's an allergies, or when it's a virus, because there's nothing you can do. So I have to jump to conclusions, like, well, it's a size infection, give me an antibiotic. So for me, it actually helps, because I'm going to get something in the end, you know? I mean, I know it sounds like a child who's needy and won't get his favorite toy at Walmart, but it's actually helping because I think in the end, I'll get something that will help. You know, I'll get something that is helpful and not harmful or nothing. I'll get something and not nothing. I'll get the reward and not the difficulty. So when I say that, I it's helping me think like, okay, I'll, I might get something here. I might get the treatment. I might get the toy, but the, a necessity toy, I guess is the way to put it. So when I do it, it's actually me helping and not being a baby or a turd. Now, even though this is an episode of being sick physically, I actually kind of want to talk about feeling sick mentally because some people have mental issues or mental health issues, and I'm a big advocate for mental health. But also, I think that even though that we have to do stuff mentally, it kind of actually needed to be discussed. And to show you that, check out this article below or the second article below for an intro as it talks about why we should always and also have an excellent mental health. Now, when we are sick as well, we do feel awful. But like I said, sometimes because of the symptoms bring us down and to us a specific spectrum can just be intolerable and annoying which instead of physically bringing us down it actually can bring us down psychologically so for me i hate runny noses i can't stand them and when i have a runny nose trust me it's annoying and it's intolerable so for me it doesn't bring me down physically i mean it kind of does because of just the body fighting it but it brings me down mentally you know if i can deal with any sickness i deal with a sore throat Bad eyes, itchy ears, or bad ears. I just cannot handle it right now because of the annoyingness. For me, it's not because of how bring it breaks you down psychologically. You know, my mind is too overload. It's too much sensory issues. And C-123 is sensitive feelings for that. But when I have to blow like, or like that, it's too much for me because of all the stuff. Because the boogers won't stop coming out. The snot's coming out like a faucet and will not stop running. And it's keep running a 5K, basically. And I kind of want to cut my nose off sometimes, which I know I can't because I won't be able to smell delicious foods or anything. But sometimes I think I need a new nose because, or a robotic nose, so the nose that I have will stop running down like a, like a faucet if you'll stop taking drinks of snot. But parents, maybe it's not the nose for others. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's the throat. Maybe it's the ears. Maybe it's the eyes itching. Maybe it's the legs. Maybe it's the chills. And to me, when that happens, it brings them down, like I said. And there's, and when there's like mopey dopey and they feel like they're down the dumps when they're like, Hey, hey mom, how are you? It's because of that one symptom. And I hate to say it because when they have that one symptom, their whole mind and world changes because they just see black and white and they see darkness and there's no sun shining because of that one symptom that's so annoying and they become brain dead. It's like getting hypnotized, but the bad way. Now, I think everyone in this world definitely all experienced different physical and mental health 
symptoms. Some of those are a fever. And basically, if your temperature is higher than 96.9, you got a little bit of a fever. If it's 99 and in the 98 range, got a fever. But you're higher than 100, you definitely got a fever. So if you got a fever, I mean, yeah, you feel awful. You feel just tired and sweaty a lot, like really sweaty. So, I mean, it's definitely awful. And I haven't had much fevers. I can count fevers I had on one hand. But if you got a fever, then something's up. I mean, you make from a cold to, to a disease. So if you got a fever, take that serious and be careful around others, man. Another one would be chills. So if you basically like, brrr, you know, you entered in the Antarctica or you're like in the North Pole, then yeah, you got something up too. That's another one to be careful with because you got chills, you know, and it's summertime. That ain't right. You got something going on with your body. I don't know what it could be, but you got something up. So if you're hot in the winter, that's something else too. I think you're a cold-blooded animal. If you got that, be take that serious and also be careful with that and know your body's sick limits at that time frame. But with the chills, understand each person's limits is different. One could be better with cold. One could be with feeling hot. Maybe it's more tolerable than the others. I mean, it's a body. It's all in the bodies. They say all in the base. It's all in your body's perspective, honestly. And a, definitely another one could be a cough. So if you're like, <coughs> then yeah, sums up. I mean, if you cough like once, like, <coughs> then you're good. But if it's multiple <coughs> coughs in a row or just multiple times, then yeah, you got summed up. Your throat's definitely dry. So be careful with that too. Don't do anything with the mouth if you're sick like kiss, hug, or cough in anyone's mouth because your saliva will definitely mix with theirs, will transfer to theirs, and yeah, you're going to you're gonna get the other person sick. I mean, I know I said I'm not a doctor in my disclaimer. That's not me being a doctor. That's just me having some common sense for once because I rarely use it. And another one could be wheezing or not breathing correctly. If your body changed your breathing patterns or you're not breathing properly, then yeah, sums up. I mean, your body is trying to balance it, get it the right way, but it's still fighting that cold or that disease then yeah, something's up. You got to be careful with that too because if you don't go, you're going to wheeze like permanently and then your body won't be able to take it more and then you plop on the floor next thing you know. Then you're in the hospital. So with wheezing, definitely be careful. If your child or your daughter or anyone in the family's wheezing, take them in period or otherwise they're going to go six feet under. I mean, I hate to say it, but it's true. And another one could be pain. Now you got to be careful with this one because there are two types of pain. There's the sick pain and the injured pain. If you're the sick pain, then like chest pain or it's up in the face area from brain to esophagus, then yeah, something's up. You need to go see the doctor because there's something up with you. You got something, you got the cold or an allergies or you got something going on. So go see someone to get some help. So definitely go see someone. But if it's injured pain, that's a little different. I mean, they could do stuff for you, granted. You're definitely sick, but not sick, sick. That's your body being sick. And I have a story about that one. I was in gym class a while back ago and I was running. And the next thing you know, I was like, ooh. And I thought I just pulled a muscle or something. and Or just like a little sore or something. So I did. I kept running. And then next thing you know, I was breathing. Each time I breathed, it was a pain. So I was like, ooh. So each time I was like, ooh, ooh. And I was like, all right, I've had enough. I got to go. Something's up here. I mean, I maybe something. But I turned out, I pulled out a muscle in my ribs. So I must have been trying too hard because I definitely pulled it. And yes, I got medicine and it was fine. But if you're pain... Go see someone. I don't mean like you stubbed your toe pain. I mean like your back hurts pain. You can't walk the next day pain. And the next one would be nausea or vomiting. So if you're like, then yeah, you need to go see a doctor because that's not right. Your food's coming up. If your food's coming up, that's not how body was meant to be. It's not your food. You eat it and then you 
get it back out. It's you eat it and it goes down. So make sure that if you're vomiting, please go see a doctor because you don't want to keep going to the toilet. You got stuff there other than just puking in the toilet and basically making the toilet your home or marking it with puke. The next one would be confusion. If you're confused and you're like, oh, where am I? I, huh, 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 what? You make those 24-7, yeah, sums up with you. Now, I know, like, we all have misunderstandings in life. Granted, I mean, I struggle with those, and I hate those because I have to explain full detail, which stinks. But if it's full, like, what, what, all day? Yeah, sums up, buddy. Please, and if you're confused in the meantime, I would say try your best, and then if they have to explain in the detail till and temporary, then, then that's what it takes. So if you got to explain it, explain it. Say it what you mean it. Get specific if you have to. So if they're if you're confused, then maybe it's not physical, maybe it's mental. So but be careful with confusion because next thing you know, your grandfather's got dementia. So definitely please, 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 please be careful with confusion and anything up up in the mind. Which actually leads you to a next one because now we're going into the mental ones. Some of those would be anxiety and C109, autistic butterflies, more information on that. That's a big one. I mean, there's little anxiety to big anxiety. Now, little anxiety, sure, we can handle that. That's on your own. And there's mild, that's just where you need some help. A little boost up, I guess. Like, the booster seats, you just need a a little extra boost or a booster seat. But then there's, like, severe. Now, if you got severe anxiety to the point where you tick, you can't function, you need some help. You need to go see a doctor because they'll give you some helpful tips. Maybe they'll give you some anxiety pills. I mean, I don't know what they'll do for you. But if it's severe, you got, you tick up, you tense up get violent yeah please go see someone else i mean i firmly believe in mental health and i think that anxiety is real and you can't help it sometimes so you're like oh god why are they acting like that she whiz they need to grow up i don't believe i'm like oh okay they got some bad anxiety let's get them let's help them out a little bit now i don't know if i can help them i, I want to do my best to help them granted but i'm not a professional like i said my disclaimer so if they need to go see a doctor yeah let them go see a doctor so they can get some help with their mental health and not get too violent with their anxiety so that they can calm down and see the world in a better and happier place. And another one would be depression. And I'll be honest, depression is real, and it's not hard to be happy. No matter what you do, sometimes depression is real, and no matter what you do, we will always be sad in our lives, period. I mean, there's some stuff that causes us that, but depression is definitely a thing in this world, and it will it is not helpful if you just degrade us more with it. So if it's depression, maybe get the help. But also, do the best of happiness, because it's not hard to get out of bed. And I'll tell you this, I listened to my a song called 1-800-273. It was basically a suicide hotline phone number, and it said, I feel like my life ain't mine. To me, that's real. If your life ain't yours, then yeah, you're going to become depressed. I mean, if your parents want you to live a certain way, but you don't want to, I say let them live the way they deserve and they want to, because... Everyone's not you. No one's the same. We're all different. We're different, not less. So please let them live the style that they choose so and that they want so that they can see the world in the happier place as well in the so much more different and eccentric way too, may I add. A next one would be suicidal thoughts. And to me, this is a harsh one because we've had our tragedy in the community and this is maybe more thought of our suicide. And I'm not saying I'm suicidal, but it just makes me think like, wow, when that kid did it, I just thought, if that were me, because I never, I didn't want to, and that's why what a lot of people thought, but it's harder when you have autism, and it's hard not when you see that, you get suicidal and kind of sad, because that could have been you, so if they have suicidal thoughts, please give them the help, but convince them that their life is meaningless, and they, and I listened to another song that said, would anyone care, 
yes, some people would care. You know, at first I didn't think that. I wasn't still suicidal, but I didn't. if I had a funeral, I would probably not see a lot of people there but family. Now I see that, yep, I have a lot of people go come to my funeral and pay their respects to me. They may not have liked me, but at least they would have paid my respect. And paying respect is a little different than liking someone. So yeah, they're suicidal. Make sure they know their life is worthy and that they do have something to offer, even though it may not seem like it. It just takes the right time and the right time to strike, like I said earlier. And the snake will bite at the apple when it comes time to. The final one would be acting crazy, but it depends on the circumstances. Now, each case is going to be a little different, but I have a feeling when we're in a private place, like a home or a place like that treats like a mental hospital or, you know, in meadows or whatever, yes, then that helps us then I think it's sometimes, not all the time, because I don't believe in mental hospitals or in straitjackets or anything like that, sometimes helps them out a little bit if they're in the right place. Now, but take them to the public. You see, that's a little different. In my opinion, no restaurant can help them with mental health because they don't, they're don't they not trained to, and I don't think they understand it sometimes because public is a scary spot, trust me. And if they act crazy, what do they do? They call the police and lock them in or take them, just lock them away somewhere. They don't need to do that. They need not to build more prisons, but to build more facilities, build more helping places, more counseling areas a little bit. You don't believe in it. It can't help some people. It hasn't helped me, but it may help you if you take the bait. Now, when someone on the spectrum is sick, and when I said they'd be right about alone, it's actually also for your physical and mental safety. Because for the physical part, we don't want to get you sick. That's our worst fear is if I gave you my cold, I feel terrible. I'm like, well, crap, I gave you a sick. I'm so sorry, but... To me, that apology is not enough. I want to give you flowers, give you hugs, take the cold from you, suck in the air, and just, like, take it back, honestly, if I could. You know, throw the ball back in my corner. So, if we get you sick, we're sorry, but that's going to be our biggest regrets because I can't do that. If I get you sick, that's not in my heart. I just feel terrible. I feel sick to my stomach. So, it's better you just to get away from us and leave us alone so we don't even have to worry about giving you our sickness. But it's also for your mental because we have one of those feelings, like I said earlier, the list of feelings. It's going to turn to a, an argument because we don't want to do that. We just feel that way. We can't help it. And we don't want to get into an argument or anything, like I said. So it's better if you leave us alone for your mental safety. And that way we don't have to worry over having a big, luscious debate. Now, there are things you can do to prevent you from getting any, like, physical illness. Some ideas you can do are stay in shape. Because if you walk, exercise, jog, take some laps, swim, do any exercise at all, then your body is likely to has a higher chance of fighting it, and it won't be as bad. Because sixes usually don't target the strength. They target the weaker. So if you fight and run, do any physical activity at all, even if it's a little thing, like just moving, taking, like I said, taking walks, then yeah, you have a higher chance of fighting it because guess what? It ain't coming to you. It's not going to you. It's going to the next person who probably just sits on their couch all day and watches television. And if they do that, then yes, they kind of deserve it because they need a life. So if you do stay in shape, you're going to be the one looking at the other guy and be like, oh, guess what? I stay in shape. I don't have to worry about it. I have to worry about these. So please, and I all mean stay in shape, even though it may not seem like the right thing to do. If you don't want to get sick, trust me, it's the best thing for you and it's for the for your own greater good. And your body will definitely give you pats on the back if it could talk and say, thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Another thing you could do is wash your hands because even though we forget, and I'm, I'm guilty of it, I wash our hands. There are, there are germs all over that place and what I call hilariously leftovers all over where you do your business. So it's please, 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 the smartest thing to do is to wash your hands even though you may not want to or forget. It's the best thing for your health. So please, wash your hands because 
right now, I think it's the best time to wash your hands because of what's going on. And you can even avoid that. You can even possibly avoid any other sicknesses that are flying around with it. So I would, if I were you, wash your hands, sanitize, keep your hands clean, and it, you'll be good to go because soap and water is an excellent combination, and it definitely is the cleanest combination of all. Another idea you can probably do is, the smartest ones, get all your vaccines and your shots because science is definitely improving the world of sick. So it's smart for you to get your vaccines and shots. That way you don't have to deal with it. And I know it's a pain, and I know some people are scared of needles. Maybe ones on the autism are scared of needles. But it's, let them know it's better for your health because in the end, they, I'd rather get it poked with meningitis. So yes, even though it's difficult to get the needle or a vaccine, it's the best thing for you and it's doing it for health. And at the end, at least it's beneficial, you know. I don't want to get poked for nothing. You know, if we're going to get poked with a shot, it's got to be for something. If it were me, no, at the end of the day, it's for your health, it's for your body, and at the end of the day, if you're scared, you got to conquer it and know it's just once in a while and it's not every day. Another idea you can do is avoid stress because the cities do tend to weak who are lazy and don't do anything, but it also tends to hit the stressed ones because your mind's so focused on that thing, you don't even know about sickness. When it's weak and your mind's weak, the sickness is coming for the mind, so you better avoid stress if I were you. But I understand stress is hard to avoid, but the best solution is to avoid stressful situations when you can, but also know that the sickness come for stress. And if you stress, think about it at the end of the day, is it worth stressing about and possibly catching a cold? Or is it better not focus on it at the moment and worry about it later because you, you have a lesser chance of catching a cold? So please, avoid stress. Do the best to do it. And if you can't, hop in the hoop. But understand that if you can avoid it, then avoid it so you don't get sick and that the sick does not come from the mind and eat your brain out. But despite your best efforts, you probably will one into your life become physically sick. But there are solutions you could do if you become physically sick. Some ideas are... The major ones, go to the doctor. Because think about this. We, where I'm from, we have the privilege of having professional help and doctors. Some don't have that privilege and I just have to fight it. I have enough money to go to one. Some people are kind of poor where I'm from and don't have that kind of money to go to the doctor. If you can, please go to the doctor because you're using your American rights. You have health care. That kind of does cost, but at least you have it. So if you need to go to it and use that opportunity because not everyone does. And the doctors know they're studying, you know. You don't have to trust the doctor 100% because I don't trust them 100% and they're not good doctors. But at least they are telling their professional opinion. They don't have a wand granted, but they are professional. They know what they're doing. So if you have to go to the doctor to get well and they'll give you something if they can. And if they can't, they'll at least give you some solution on what to do. I mean, it may not be like the best step. Well, it's definitely a step to take. The next idea you can do is you can do, you can rest. And honestly, that's probably an idea because that's what your body wants. Because your body wants you to lay on that bed and just take a nap at least. Because, you know, your body does kind of control you. And if your body wants a nap, you're going to, it's going to make you nap or attempt to make you at least. So if your body needs to rest, rest, listen to that body, you know, instead of saying, girl, look at the body, it's sitting, you say, listen to that body. Yeah. So please, if you got to rest, rest, even though it may not feel like the right thing and you got other stuff to do, it is at the end of the day. So please do rest if you can. But however, some others can't, which kind of leads me to my next solution, which is keeping your mind occupied. You know, at the end of the day, some people cannot rest, you know, they, they just can't. So maybe a way to do it is to keep their mind occupied down their free time. So if they got to clean the dishes, next thing you know, they can't go to sleep. Maybe at the end of the day, they just have to do some word searches or crosswords or a hobby in order to keep their mind. So 
It depends on which person you are. One can rest, maybe the other can't. So if you can, do it. If you can't, then keep your mind occupied at least. Another thing we can do is do some research because not only in America do we have doctors, we also have the power and the opportunity to use a computer and electronic device. So if you can, maybe do some research. You know, that might help you narrow it down to what this could and couldn't be. You know, if you got a pounding headache or a fever, you look at all the things you have that give you a fever. I mean, it may not degrade all the options but it will give you some ideas and give you a step to hop on so if to walk on at least so if you need to do the research and it shows that you're a hard worker but it also shows that you know what you're doing if you have to know what you need to know in order what it is then do the research get up use the computer and think about what it is with the computer type it up and then if you think you know what it is think think it take the steps of that and then go back to bed so if you got research research it to help yourself out and it will definitely help you know what it is in your mind at least another thing you can do is figure out what your limits are each person is different too with their body believe it or not not all in the mind it's all in the body too man because half of them you know they they know their limits some can handle walking in the hay with the fever which i don't think most can but there's probably someone in this world who can but then you got this person if he gets a headache or a runny nose or a migraine he can't do it you know he's pounding he's he's got to go to bed so each person is different in the body, but they also got to know their limits, you know? I mean, we all like limitations. I don't think everyone does, but their body has limits, and it's sad, but you got to figure them out because I don't want you to overheat or do something stupid, and then next thing you know, you're in the hospital again. So know your limits and figure out what they are, and it's going to be harder for some with autism because they're going to challenge themselves, and they want to do it. You know, despite what's going on, they'll do it. But you have to tame them and understand that citizens exist and they have this limit and tell them the consequences. And if they choose to do it, then they chose them themselves. You didn't. I'm not saying still help them, but don't have any sympathy because at the end of the day, they're like, well, you made the choice, but we're still going to help you because we're your parents. Another idea you can use is drink plenty of fluids. Like what I'm going to do right now is I'm taking a drink of water such as... And that helps because if you're sick... That's what the doctors want you to do. They want you to take plenty of drinks. I don't mean like pop, soda, coffee. They want you to drink water because that's what your body needs because you're dehydrated most of the time. You need to drink that water because of all the stuff it produces and all the minerals it helps you with. So please drink plenty of fluids. I heard that you can survive without food, but you can't survive without water. So if you got to drink fluids to help yourself, then drink all the fluids you need because you may have to, have to pee a lot and you have to go to the bathroom 20 times, then yes, drink all the fluids you can in order to help yourself. And you might waste a lot of balls, but it still helps. Another idea you can do is take prescription or over-the-counter medicine. Now, you got to be careful with this because like, you can't get drink too much cough syrup or anything like that. And you can't take anything a doctor gives you the no on or anything a doctor hasn't prescribed you. But if it has, then take it. But over-the-counter medicine can help, too. If you took in Tylenol, Zyrtec, Allegra, or Claritin, then, yeah, you're good. If that helps, then that helps. If you if the doctor prescribes you and he gives a yes, then yes, take it. Accept that help. That's what doctors do. They're here to make you feel better. So, please, take the medicine. Even though you don't want to, it may taste gross. But, please, let them, but please take it so that you can feel better. Because at the end of the day, I'd rather feel better than not tasting some dirty medicine that doesn't help. And with that, you know, the medicine... I understand it's not permanent help, and it's the over-counter one, at least, is temporary help, not permanent help. And for me, I'd rather prefer permanent help and just not deal with the temporary. But some need that temporary help. If they need it, then let them take it, and don't be in denial of that temporary help of that medicine. Now, folks, we'll be talking about more about this, but we're going to be right back with a commercial break as we learn about Wellspring Pain Solutions. 
Hello, everybody. This is Mike Glasscott from the Glass in the Afternoon radio program on News Sports Talk 98.7 and AM 1370 and WGCLradio.com. And on behalf of Wellspring Pain Solutions, they're happy to partner with Sam Mitchell and the Autism Rocks and Rolls podcast. Wellspring Pain Solutions applauds Sam's mission statement to eliminate the stigma associated with autism. Here's what we want you to do. Check out the website wellspringpainsolutions.com you'll find out which of the four locations is closest to you you'll get a chance to meet their team of providers and all the services offered at wellspring when you're there now the fun really begins you'll find the link to sam's website where you'll find all his podcasts background information on his guests as well as all the merch in his merchandise store you'll be amazed you'll have fun you'll enjoy it all we ask you to do is take a listen and spread the word that autism rocks and rolls all right folks and we're back and yes i don't you be too nervous to meet these fine people now with the physical there's even things you can do to prevent yourself from getting mentally ill like with the physical some of these ideas are say no to drugs and because drugs are not helpful alcohol is not helpful or addiction is not helpful so you have to say no to drugs. I'm not saying cheat a little bit. I mean, I respect your decisions. So if you're a smoker and you have a cigarette every once in a while or you drink every once in a while, then that's on you. Then that's your choice. But becoming a meth addict or, an, or having an addiction? No, that's not medicine. It's just pain to your body and just pain to your health. So please say no to drugs. Don't be the peer pressure guy and take it. Just say no. Say no, say no, say no, say no, and keep saying no until they understand no drugs, period. Another thing you could do is avoid triggers. There are certain triggers that cause other people to have a mental breakdown, you know? So it could be a schoolwork to a fire to breakup. I mean, I don't know what that is. I don't know those triggers, but you certainly know them. So avoid them because they're just going to cause you trouble. And if you have to deal with it, those triggers and conquer your mentally, then know that you can do it. And it's only one time and you'll never, you won't remember in five years. That's what my mom taught me. So if you have to do it, do it. But if you can avoid it, then avoid them at all cause necessity. So you don't break down and we have to put you in a medical, medical facility. Another idea is you could find a space for yourself because everyone has their own certain spaces and that they consider them home. You know, my studio where I live is my second home. You know, I, my first home is my house and always will be, but I have a second home. That's my studio. But others, that may be somewhere else, you know. For someone else, it could be a classroom. That's their home. Or a rocket. If they're an astronaut, that could be their home. And especially with autism, because they're going to find their second homes or anyone with disability probably. So please, if they need to, let them use a safe spot, find a space for themselves, and let them call it their home that they need so that they can be mentally okay and understand that mentally everything is going to be all right, even if it sometimes may come, looks like it's crashing down. Now, even though your best efforts, you still get diagnosed with a mental illness, but there are things you can do to help yourself. Some ideas are, you can go to a mental hospital. Now, with me, I don't believe in mental hospitals. I just don't. I don't think I do well in there. I think I become worse, but maybe there's something I don't know about mental hospital because you don't know what's behind closed doors and I can't see what goes on in a mental hospital, but maybe it's better for the other person. Maybe they'll help them out and give them better programs. But maybe I'm wrong. But maybe I'm right. I don't know because I've never been into one. I don't want to go to one. But maybe the mental hospital can help that certain person if they are worthy of doing it and they're worthy of taking that bait. But maybe not, though. you got to know your child well enough to, to know if they need to go to a mental hospital or not. That is the parent's choice, and that is also a little bit of a child's choice because I think that they should have a certain say in it. 
they have a voice too. I mean, at the end of the day, parents, you're the boss, but let them have a say in it and let them speak their mind because a voice for them is also important for them as well. Another thing you can do is seek help from a professional one or a trusted one. Now, if you need help from a professional, then that's fine because they are professional people. Now, with me, I don't because I have trust issues, but if it was me, i definitely help from a trusted one because they know you better. They understand you. They know how you act. They know how you operate. So please, maybe get help from a professional or a trusted one because either one, they'll just help you, but they're going to take different steps and different paths and they're going to cross each other. If they need, if you need that, then take that help because each person is open. The counseling's office, I'll admit, is open. The trusted one's help, it's always open if you know them well enough. So maybe seek help, talk to them. Maybe let the cabinet, let it off the chest. Relieve the dumbbell off your chest. So if you need to, then do it. I mean, the only thing you can do is try because it's not going to hurt anything if you don't give it a shot. I mean, I'd rather you try and fail than rather you not try at all. Another thing you can do is pursue your hobbiness and go big. You're doing it right. You know, it could be something different from cooking to cleaning to doing a podcast to being a bank accountant. I mean, to being a cop. I mean, I don't know. Being a detective. I mean, you can go so big. You know, you could pursue that. I mean, that could be your therapy that is causing you the depression, the stress. That it's therapeutic for you if you let it be. But also, go big maybe. If you love it so much and that's the only thing you can think about, then do it. I mean, I got an example. If you see 129, a black belt's journey, Mr. Bostick, he only thinks about martial arts. And you know what? Look what that led to. A family that, that does martial arts and a martial arts school. And look at the guests I've had, you know? They're obsessed that was their therapy, and it led them to something big. So always pursue those dreams if you are depressed, suicidal thoughts. But go big, though, at the end of the day. Pursue them and let that be your therapy. And understand that, but go big. Make it bigger than you than you think it could be, or as it can be. The final idea you could do is get away from negativity. And I hate to say this, but there are a lot of negative things in this world. I think more negative sometimes than positives. But yes, there is definitely some light at the end of the tunnel. And yes, there is some happiness. There is some ice cream gl glistening. There is some cake on the icing. So yes, there always is some light if you know the right thing, if you find the right place. But if you get a negative, if you can't get away from it, it may cause your mental health less stress and it may cause your mental health less suicidal and depressed. You may become more happy when you see all the positive things in your life, when you get away from them and see the positives that are happening in your life. So maybe, like I said, get away from those negatives Focus on your happy thoughts, and they say think happy thoughts. It's hard when you have a mental issue, but if you can, then do it. And if you can't, find someone who can help you get to there. I mean, it will take a process, but at the end of the day, you'll feel better that you got away from that negativity and you never had to deal with it in the first place. Now, when we are sick, the one thing you cannot do, and I mean you cannot do, you cannot be in denial. And this is the worst thing you can do, and the reason why is the sickness doesn't affect you. What you don't realize, I think, a lot is sicknesses doesn't affect you as it does much affect others. Because if you're physically sick, there's a chance you're going to get them sick if you're around them. And then it's like you're brushed away. You're gone, basically, for a little bit. You're on a vacation that's not enjoyable. If you do that, then if you're in denial, then yeah, you're going to get her sick physically, no matter how hard you try to avoid them. And it will affect your others because you don't get to see your family, your friends, as much as you do. Now, if it's mentally, you're going to... I don't want anyone to get hurt. So you got to go see a doctor to get yourself in the right mindset so you don't have to harm anyone else or cause any of your family or friends or your peers stress that isn't as hard as it could be. Also, something we might do if we have to handle sickness is not an ordinary solution, but we might create one ourselves and have an unordinary solution. 
Some people with autism and disabled people may not create or may not do the ordinary, just blow your nose away and start throwing the trash can. No, they'll probably come up with something else to handle it. You know, for example, I have a creative solution. I don't blow my nose like 24-7 and then go throw in the trash. What I do is I just shove tissues up my nose because it just runs so much. And yeah, I know it clogs it up and I know I look like an idiot and I sound bad. But guess what? It helps, you know? I mean, that's not like I'm going to do it forever. It's not like I'm going to shove tissues up there, there forever and be the tissue boy. No, I'm going to just lean there till it stops running or at least I need to get out and blow it out. So yes, even though that others might do something else, the others may not. And I just thought another one. They may shove cotton in their ears or something in the ears that will... Relieve the pain so they have to feel the pain. It's a sensory issue. So it may not be ordinary, but it's helpful. And what this world wants, right, is to be helpful. So if you want to help us, let us do the unordinary solution that we need to do in order for us to move on. So that way, no one in the family or the friend zone has to deal with stress that is non-necessity. Folks, we'll be right back as we're going to wrap this up. But for now, you're going to hear about Perfection Autoglass. Perfection Autoglass is the largest independent autoglass company in the state of Indiana, serving Bloomington, Fishers, Terre Haute, Greenwood, Anderson, and Muncie. They specialize in all aspects of autoglass repair and replacement on everything from domestic and import vehicles, RVs, heavy trucks, and equipment repairing glass, outside mirrors, windows, regulators, and motors. Perfection Autoglass has trained and certified technicians that recalibrate the camera attached to your windshield to ensure your lane departure warning and ADS safety features are working properly. Their staff has more than 100 years of combined experience and uses only uses the highest quality glass and sealants in the industry. If your windshield or windows are damaged in any way, just have them replace it or repair it as soon as possible for the safety of you and your loved ones. They offer both in-shop and mobile services as well as same-day service. Perfection Autoglass works directly with all insurance companies and their staff is committed to the highest level of quality service and attention to details that customers have come to expect. They understand that getting your vehicle back on the road as soon as possible is important to you. You can visit them online at perfectionautoglassindiana.com to learn more about their services and for a free quote, which I think is kind of cool by the way, may I add. But anyway, please call Perfection Autoglass for any and all your autoglass needs. All right, folks, and we're back. And yes, Perfection Autoglass is a perfect place to go. Now, I was going to mention, even though we are sick and may not act like ourselves, we haven't changed a bit inside at all. We still love you and like our interests. It's just that our body may not be ready quite yet because our mind, and like I said, we're still the same person. But our body, meh, our body's a little different. Our body doesn't want to be and our mind doesn't want to work together. It's a huge mind-body civil war ordeal. So, if that's the case, then even though we not act like we like you, love you, or just kind of mopey, we're still the same guy or the same gal, just a little different, a little mopey-dopey, sad because we're sick, and we still love you, just can't give you the affection as of now. So, But we will just give us some time, okay? And also, I have to say, the autistic child will work with you, but parents, you have to work with them, or it will go south, and our sickness will affect everyone. So parents, you have to play the deal with the devil game, or or as they say, devil's advocate game, because no matter what, your child will ask you, like, can we do this? Can we do this? And you need to say no sometimes, but you got to say yes at the end of the day. got to make a compromise, you know? My comments to my parents is, yes, we put tissues in the nose, but you still have to function. And to me, that's actually fair. But to others, that may not seem, to others, I mean, it may be hard for us to do that. 
Maybe we can't. Maybe it's hard. So you got to make a deal with the devil here. Maybe you're like, okay, maybe you can lay down for the day, but tomorrow you have to get up, period. And that may not be fair, but that's the deal with the devil. That's a compromise. And it's hard to compromise with us sometimes when we're sick. But if it's fair, we might, we'll probably take it. So if you have to, compromise, get along, me in the middle sometimes. And at the end of the day, when they say no, though, no means no. But if the parent says no, and you see he won't willing to do it, compromise with him or let him be sometimes because he, he just won't put up with it at all. Now, even though being sick with your body and mind are alike, they're kind of also kind of different. And to show, look at the second article below as it explains the interesting differences between your physical and your mental health. And also, we may not have to deal with this in the future because with the other, I said science is definitely preventing us from catching anything. To show that more, look at the third article below as it explains how science will change the sicknesses world and sickness universe that maybe on Earth no one will get sick ever again when it comes to the years in the future. To conclude, everyone in this world is going to get sick. It is an inevitable part of life. Furthermore, it is hard to pass for anyone, but it is 10 times harder if you're autistic or have any disability. Thank God, though, there are resources that we do and do not know about that are helpful for your mindset and your well-being. Now, we will give you the American sources that we can, but it's up to you to accept the help and take the help that you so deserve. That'll be all for us today. Hope you learned something about sicknesses. And I want you right now to go encourage a person who is sick on the spectrum. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming very soon. Hope you enjoy listening to me ramble. Thank you very much. Yeah.